BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. If you'd like to participate in the ritual that's been making the rounds online, members from the Coven of the Raven Moon say this is all you're going to need. But they tell me the ritual they're doing here is going to be a little bit different. Witches from the Coven of the Raven Moon say they're doing their part to make sure America doesn't end up watching its own horror story. So it is the end all squash all of all negativity. And that's a beautiful thing. At midnight, covens from around the world will be lending their energy to cast a spell on President Trump. High Priestess Amy Jean Gooseland says witches from her coven will be using a ritual that will help keep negativity out of the Oval Office. Basically what the spell does is it prevents the person in question from being able to draw energy from any negative sources and it prevents the person in question from being able to project any energy that is going to have negative or hurtful outcome on other people. And while the effects may not be immediate, Sometimes things can happen as soon as the next day, instantly, sometimes three months from now. Members of this coven say the binding spell will make room for more positive energy to flow into the White House. Welcome to BS3 Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement. Mine is a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and what you just heard at the top of this episode was a clip from NBC News back in February of 2017 where a group of witches were getting together to cast a spell on then-President Trump. And the reason why we played that clip is because we are talking about political witchcraft. We are talking about witchcraft and being political and how I think that every witch should be. Because shit's happening. And your life is probably at risk <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not great um now if this is your first episode of bs3 witchcraft let's be really clear um my politics are i'm very open about uh i'm a non-binary witch who i don't know if you noticed the previous episode was all about how you shouldn't be racist now is it weird that in 2022 saying you shouldn't be racist is a political position? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty fucking weird. But the fact is, that's where we are. That's where we are right now. When a right-wing news source spouts the Great Replacement ideology, you're kind of left going, uh, yeah, no, uh, Apparently, saying don't be racist is a political position. So my politics should be pretty clear going into this episode. And... And yeah. <laughs> there, there's no end to that sentence. That is the end of that sentence. My politics should be clear. And we're going to talk about how witchcraft should be political and... How you're not done with your politics when you do the witchcraft. That's the other half. So let's start this out. Witchcraft, the modern witchcraft movement, has always, since day one, been political. Since day zero. It's, now, 
Anything Gerald Gardner ever said should be taken with a grain of salt. But when you go back to the beginning of the modern witchcraft movement, which really arguably starts in New Forest, with the New Forest Coven, the the mostly like Rosicrucian-esque weird thing that Gerald Gardner got involved with in New Forest pre-Wicca, that is arguably the genesis of this whole thing. And while there, in August of 1940, during the Second World War, the New Forest Coven got together and performed a ritual called Operation Cone of Power, according to Gerald Gardner, where they uh, were raising a cone of power, which you can, you can, there's a Wikipedia page for that if you need to learn what a cone of power is. I'm not going to take the time to explain that this episode. But uh, the group of the New Forest Witches, according to Gerald Gardner, got together on this August night, uh, naked, skyclad, not wearing any pants, uh, and cast a spell to effectively uh, stop the Germans from invading Britain, to stop the Germans from crossing the English Channel. Now, I always love this story because I like to point out that, according to Gardner, um, because they performed the ritual naked on a cold night, uh, two of the people involved in the ritual developed pneumonia and... Uh, died after after casting the ritual um, because maybe if you have a respiratory illness don't go outside naked on a cold night I'm just just probably <laughs> that's just that's I usually use this as a be smart story uh, with your witchcraft because even the people who are responsible for kicking off the modern movement uh, did dumb stuff. But in this case, we are bringing this up because that was, at the beginning of this entire thing, a direct political action, sort of. It's not really a direct action. I don't. I shouldn't have said the word direct, but it was a political action, nonetheless. And this is where the modern witchcraft movement kicked off. Was effectively a group of people who were using their witchcraft to try to influence world events. And it has been pointed out many times when I tell this story Germans didn't cross the English Channel. They didn't. Did the spell work, or were a number of other political factors in play? And you know, the whole war thing is very complicated, and the reasons why the Nazis didn't cross English Channel, also involved things like stretched resources and supply lines. And anyways, <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter because the point of the story is that the people involved were using witchcraft for political ends. And we have to remember that I don't know if it's really clear for a lot of new witches, um, especially people who are coming up today, that being a witch has definitely never been politically convenient. It's you have to remember when the modern witchcraft movement started in uh, in the UK that witchcraft was illegal there. It was an it was illegal technically. I mean, no one got in trouble or persecuted for it, but uh, or prosecuted for it, I should say. Uh, but witchcraft was illegal and 
the satanic panic was in many ways also a political move from the far right in America when that kicked off in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It's... And I don't want to paint this as witches being some sort of oppressed minority group. I don't. Because the fact is, is that while not a part of the Christian majority, and there are repercussions for identifying as a non-Christian in America, obviously excusing the Christian witches, there's a whole complicated thing about the identity of the word witch, I guess. And I, I did just assume a religious... Wow, okay. My biases kicked in there. I realized as I was saying my sentence because I'm a Wiccan and my brain automatically associates my witchcraft with my religion that I was making a statement about religions. But to be fair, in my defense, for the majority of the modern witchcraft movement, uh, the idea of a modern witch as related to someone's spiritual religious identity has been pretty common. So please forgive me as I go through this section a little bit um, if I accidentally conflate the two ideas, only because it has been, those ideas have been interrelated for the, the idea of secular witchcraft is um, become significantly more prominent in recent years than it used to be. Uh, but, but uh, I want to be very clear that because most people do assume that witchcraft is a religious group, uh, put it that way, it's, I don't want to paint them as, I don't want to paint us as some sort of like, I don't want to paint us on the level that certain religious minorities experience persecution in the United States, because obviously things for, uh, Jewish people who experience anti-Semitism, uh, Muslim people who experience Islamophobia and the, uh, just <laughs> the oppression that, Native American groups have had from the United States government for practicing their traditional religions are on a completely different level than anything that some white neo-pagan is ever going to experience. Right? Like, these are different worlds. And I think that, you know, I don't want to, like, be dressing up like we're experiencing some grand oppression on the level of these other groups. However, when you're not a part of the Christian majority in this country, there is there is some there is a degree. I mean, the fact is is that like we have seen Republican candidates accuse their political opponents of being witches as attacks. Uh there was I mean, also famously there there I'm not going to you can look this up. There was a uh candidate uh political candidate probably goes it's like 10 years ago who this Republican who had to go out and publicly state that she wasn't a witch it was a weird direct to camera political ad it was a trip man it was it was a trip but the point is is that in many ways identifying with this group is a political choice to begin with and a much more political choice, maybe, than it used to be. But when I hear people say that they, they don't want to bring politics into their witchcraft, I'm just like, why? As a, as a fairly leftist person, um, 
it amazes me how we have seen a shift in witchcraft where it used to be a significantly more uh, progressive space that I have seen more and more right-wing witches over the years. And I, I just want to make it really clear that in the BS3 witchcraft community, uh, you're not welcome. <laughs> it's, again, I'm a non-binary person. I'm a member of the queer community. What do you... No, 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 just fuck off. Now, throughout the Trump presidency, we saw a number of groups that would cast spells against President Trump. And there's an important thing to remember, and that is just because you used witchcraft for a political goal. Like, you went out and you cast your spell against, honestly, with the repeal of Roe v. Wade, it's... We're going to be seeing a lot when it comes to political discord. I'm recording this before the opinion has been fully released. We have seen the leaked opinion, and... Uh, it's rare that those change between the uh, the <laughs> um, the draft and release, but I have to record this before the final opinion is out, so I have to assume the worst, which is likely. But we can't be done when we cast a spell. There's a phrase I like to use when I describe the kind of witches that I like to associate with, and that is, we are dirt in our fingernails, brick in our hands kind of witches. And where we aren't sitting off at a distance trying to do this cleanly, that we are working directly with things and that we are taking direct action. That is the brick in our hands. And it is important to not leave your political action at casting a binding spell on someone. It is important to, in your political action, not to just sit at home and think you're done when you cast a spell. Now, I understand that a lot of people I, I have friends, I have listeners I know who are in positions where they can't get out and join a protest. They can't get out and do things. And obviously, also, if you're in a situation where it's not safe for you to do those things, don't, don't do things that would make you unsafe. But there's usually way more that you need to be doing. At the minimum, at the minimum, and this is something that almost everyone can do, almost everyone, is vote. It's make sure you're voting. If you can do more than vote, if you can get out and protest, if you can get out, do it. Um, call your legal... when On issues, here's the thing. You know what you should be also doing? is that, and this is something that is an anathema to many of us who have 
growing up in the digital age, is we are dealing with old people when it comes to government officials. Call them. Flood their phone lines. Call your elected representatives and speak to someone. Because it doesn't matter how many online petitions you sign or emails you send. Those don't get their attention. Pick up your phone and call. Write a script if you have to. But do it. If you can't do it, write an email or a letter. Writing a letter is better than writing an email to these people. Because, again, they see paper as real. It's, it's a thing. They're old. <laughs> Most of them are. Um, the fact is, is that you have to get their attention. Because... You're not going to be taken seriously unless you're seen as a threat at the ballot box. That's 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 the plain truth. Because we're not done. And there's a chance that things are going to get a whole lot worse. And we have to be ready as a, as a subculture to get up and do something and say something. Now, I also want to point out that being a political witch does not mean centering your witchcraft and your activism. And by that, I mean going out and saying, hey, uh, witches for whatever. Like, it's, I'm not saying hide the Earl witch, but, but putting on a literal witch costume while um, protesting Black Lives Matter, something like that. Protesting for Black Lives Matter. Let's be very clear, because Black Lives Matter. <laughs> you don't want to center your being a witch on it, because that's then the story, right? Like, if you are protesting an issue, you don't want to make it about, hey, I'm a witch. It's just that you, as a witch, should want to protest. Whether you can or not, you should want to protest in these situations. And... When you make it about being a witch, you are taking away from the issue you are fighting for, right? Again, I'm not saying hide that you're a witch, but there's a difference between being open about something and forcibly announcing it to everyone. Because that centers the wrong issue, and the news story then can become about that, and it takes away from the actual message that we're trying to actually, you know, get across. That, you know, people with uteruses deserve the right to dictate their own health care. Or that minority members shouldn't be murdered. <laughs> like, that's the story, not hey, I'm a witch and I'm doing this thing? Because, again, when you put on a witch hat and you go out there and you say, witches for whatever, that becomes the news story and it becomes a sideshow. Don't show up to a protest wearing a costume from Spirit Halloween! Which is very different than, you know, wearing a, your pentagram out to a protest and being an open, you know, an open witch. Because, again, we are not centering ourselves. We are not 
centering this isn't about we're not being persecuted for being witches in america right now we're just not in theory i mean it's again there are people who experience negative stuff because of it but but it is small potatoes compared to the real issues that we're fighting right now and here's the thing for a long time non-witches have gone out and tried to center being a witch as a political activism tool, and it's it's a little frustrating. A separate group of protesters hoping to impeach the president with a curse. Today, a dozen so-called witches gathered in Balboa Park to protest President Trump. They signed a pink slips and put a quote, curse on the president. The event called Fire the Foul was hosted by the group Ground Zero Players. People at the event say they are horrified by the president's actions. It's incredible that anybody could be so stupid as to do so many things that are um, hurtful to the American people. Well, many Trump supporters argue the president is creating jobs and making the country safe. What you just heard there was a news clip from... Uh, ABC News affiliate in San Diego, where a group of Ground Zero players, they are a, uh, a street theater and political protest group that um, dress up in costumes. In this case, they dressed up as witches, and they said they were cursing Trump in April of 2017, where real witches trying to do a similar action in February 2017, these people put on uh, their pointed hats and went onto the street, a dozen people, and pretended to be witches to protest Trump. The Ground Zero players, who I don't know how active they are right now, they've been around since the 80s. They no longer have a website but they have a Facebook page that hasn't been uh, updated since October of 2020. And I think less than 100 people uh, follow their uh, their Facebook page. But uh, they're a San Diego-based uh, direct action street theater group. Uh, and they've also done things like dress up as handmaidens. And if you've ever talked to certain uh, minority women activists about uh, why the handmaiden cosplay at protests is problematic, uh, you should look that up. Just, just look it up. But people dressing up as witches as part of a political protest actually goes back about... It goes back about as far as the uh, modern political witchcraft movement, and I cannot forget to bring up uh, the Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy from Hell. Uh, now, the modern witchcraft movement had started at this point, but it was nowhere near as widespread or as well-known when the uh, Women's International Terrorist Conspiracy from Hell uh, formed in in 1969, I think it was. It's 1968. 1968. Uh, the 
Women's International Terrorist Conspiracies from, from Hell, or WITCH being the acronym, uh, started as uh, in the uh, women's liberation movement uh, when the uh, New York Radical Women Group, NYRW, split in the late 60s, uh, WITCH was formed, the, the acronym WITCH. Now, the group, I believe, technically still exists. Um, there, but they are a a loose, disassociated network of groups, at least historically, at their height, and they have used the imagery of witches for feminist political action, and they have changed the acronyms based on whatever their particular protest is over, which is admittedly cute. But, uh, but uh, it doesn't mean they haven't been problematic. It's a lot of uh, witches' stuff uh, in their leaflets uh, has pushed the Margaret Murray hypothesis, and this is really where you get in a lot of feminist activism um, the we are the daughters of the witches, you couldn't burn this attitude. Um, I don't want to say it's directly attributed to this group, but... Uh, they are part of that movement of appropriating the idea of the witch. Now, the group witch is fairly fringe, right? Uh, most people in the modern witchcraft movement have not heard of them. It is important to mention, though, as they did in many ways arguably lead to groups like Dianic Wicca, and I should be clear that while I'm sure that members of which have been associated with the modern witchcraft movement, like I'm sure that, you know, there are people who joined this group who became like what we would call witches. It's it, it should be, again, remembered that their development was separate from the modern witchcraft movement. It is an entire thing. However, it, it is true that using the uh, the idea of a witch in certain feminist uh, stuff has led to problems <laughs> in the modern witchcraft community. So that's a whole complicated thing that I'm just not going to dive in further. But I felt that it would be um, that I, I would have fucked up if I didn't mention it at all. At all. So, so yeah, to pull things together in an attempt to build a coherent narrative that is a podcast that you chose to listen to, um, let me see if I can sum this up. Witchcraft is political. It should be political. It does uh, your politics, though your political action should not end with your witchcraft, nor should you center your witchcraft in those political actions, unless for some reason you are specifically like protesting like an anti-witchcraft policy. Right? We should make protests about reproductive health about reproductive health. We should make protests about 
racism about the racism, not about us. Right? Not about us being witches. Like, obviously, if you are a black person and a witch, it's about a, a, a protest on about racism. It's about you. <laughs> it's just, it's not about the witchcraft part. I'm a white person. Man, what am I even talking All right, so... <laughs> Anyway, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me. I want to thank the patience of my Patreon listeners who had to wait a couple of extra days this month for this episode because Patreon patrons get these episodes a week early. Um, I was a couple of days late this month, but it's still earlier than the regular people got the episodes, so still early, and... Um, even just by contributing $1 to my Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N, I want to give a shout-out to my $10 contributor level. You have no idea how many times I had to say contributor level right now. There are so many takes. Uh, of uh, Stephanie Graves, Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Amber Schmidt, An Echo of Truth, Claire Dennis. Uh, and if you want to support this show and keep us going, that is the best way to do it. If you can't, I understand we're all broke. Uh, just share this show on social media. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' friends. Tell your enemies. Just tell everybody you can uh, about it and uh, hopefully get it out there. You can follow us on social media. I'm on Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. I'm on Tumblr, most of all, at uh, my T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. You can find me on TikTok. I'm taking a break right now, but I'll be back there at uh, my TikTok at is T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N, unsurprisingly. Uh, you can watch this. Also, you can like listen to these episodes on a YouTube channel. I should point out that there is, and it's linked at bsfreewitchcraft.com. And you can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash bsfreewitchcraft. Please just follow the official pages. This show is a part of the Nerd and Tie podcast network. Um, you know, I was actually on an episode of Hex Positive, also on the other witchcraft show on the Nerd and Tie podcast network. Uh, at the beginning of May, and uh, it's it's if you want to hear like a more funny version of me, in which I do dumb bits, uh, listen to that. I'm I'm way more lighthearted on that episode. Holy fuck! Uh, pardon my language. I mean, there's a an expletive in the title of this podcast, so I guess you know. I, I, I shouldn't feel bad about saying fuck, but fuck. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, you can you can find uh, Hex Positive at uh, nerdandtie.com slash hex. And you can find all the shows on the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network at nerdandtie.com. And with that, Majekins, I'm going to bid you a fond adieu for another month. And uh, don't, again, dirt in our fingernails, brick in our hands. We take direct action. We do the direct thing. That's the kind of witches we are. That's the kind of witches we are. <laughs>